Hello there, and welcome to episode 35 of Kuzawap. I am hopefully the host for the majority of this episode, depending on the back and forth, Willie. And as usual, we've got... It's me, the other part of the back and forth, Isaiah. And I'm ready for this one, bro. We've, we've, ooh, they're not ready for this, bro. Anybody who's been in our in our circle, family conversations, this topic comes up every single time we get together. I make a little shot at you, then we start arguing, then you start telling, it's going to be crazy, bro. I'm excited. Yeah, man, I'm really excited to get to talking about this. And, you know, of course, we're talking about Assassin's Creed, the entire franchise from day one all the way to now, Mirage. That sounds like an eagle. I mean, if that's what you think an eagle sounds like, bro. I'm trying, bro. Well, you know, you and I are here to discuss this franchise because as of today, the date that this episode of our Cuzzle Op releases, Assassin's Creed Mirage releases. Um, and this game is, I would say, crucial. I would say it's important. Some fans believe it's going to save the franchise. Others think it's going to tank it even further, according to some people in the community. Um, for me, I just want a new Assassin's Creed game. I'm I'm ready to go right back into this universe because I just I enjoy an expanded franchise. I enjoy the lore. So we're here to do an overview of the the entire franchise of video games leading up to it. Now, if you don't know what the Assassin's Creed franchise is. Um, perhaps you can still listen and get a good feel as to why we might find some things special about this universe and why we continue or may not continue to play these games. And there's going to be a little franchise summary right before we actually get into the conversation. So um, before we start and before our little summary, bro, you got anything you feel like you want to say? First and foremost, there's only been as many Assassin's Creed games up to Unity. After Unity... We stopped getting Assassin's Creed games. They're just called Creed games. Cause the All right, bro, you already starting with this ignorance right right up front, bro. You you kind of wilding out right now already, bro. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm just kidding. Because Origins is the last one technically, but everything beyond that. All right, bro, I knew you were going to do this. And so I'm cutting you off and we're going to move into the summary for those who may need it. And you can make your points later. So for those who may not be familiar with the franchise or need a little bit of a recap, Assassin's Creed started in 2007, and it is an epic video game franchise that has managed to blend together history, action, and adventure. In this franchise, players step into the shoes of characters known as assassins throughout different time periods in our history, from the Italian Renaissance all the way to ancient Greece. They use their cool skills, gadgets and parkour abilities to uncover secrets and take down powerful enemies while also exploring the breathtaking historical settings because of its mix of stealthy assassinations as well as different open worlds to explore assassin's creed continues to go strong today with some fans loving the direction that the franchise is taking while others beginning to be upset with it but either way it is definitely a must try as there is sure to be a game in the franchise that will strike you somewhere special. So now let's get into the first game, Assassin's Creed 1. First game's iconic. I remember playing this game in, um, it was, I think it was, I was in seventh grade, maybe eighth grade. And I was like, this is it. I get to do 3D parkour and kill people. And like, I, I, I'm like a hitman. I'm like a hitman. This is lit. I'm an assassin. But then the lore, it gripped me by the soul, bro. By the end, the, the whole piece of Eden and the, and, the, and, the, and the pieces you find from the puzzles on the map. like it, They just did so great at building the lore of Assassin's Creed right from the first game, bro. Um, and uh, I think they, 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 began to, they began to build something wild from this point forward. Listen, I think what you just said about them being able to build off of this game is the perfect way to describe this game. This game was a first game. It was a 2000s, late 2000s specifically, first game where the first game dropped. The story was good enough to warrant another one. The gameplay aspects were interesting enough to be, you know, branched upon. And yeah, like that's my way of explaining this game. I played this game for the first time when I was getting ready for Assassin's Creed Origins to release. I played through the entire franchise, some for the first time, some replay. And 
yeah, this game for me is like a solid 6.5 or 7, but you know, it's, it, yeah. Interesting. It's an important 7 though, right? Yeah, it's an important 7, bro. Like, the heart and soul of the franchise is in this game. There is no doubt about it. This is where it all stemmed from. Like, this game has the soul of Assassin's Creed. It's funny that you say that because I remember when I bought the game in 2017 to play it, uh, our grandmother uh, and me were going to pick Isaiah up from his job. And we met in Barnes & Noble. And... You pulled up and you were like, oh, what you get from GameStop? And I pulled them out and you go, this game is trash, but it's important trash. And I, I, I was like, that's it. That's true. That's crazy that you remember that. Yeah, bro. I mean, the rivalry, the rivalry between the Assassins and the Templars is at the core of this. And that is what all of the games are built on. Yeah, I mean, and and then when you look at like Altair, the main character, he is just an an average main character, it feels like, for this first game. I think this first game just was like, let's make Altair just a protagonist and then kind of push on. I think this game wasn't entirely too like focused on a character narrative yet, which is where I want to then now move into Assassin's Creed 2. I don't even think it's fair for me to start this when Assassin's Creed 2, because I know that 2 has a very special, Ezio Auditore da Firenze has a very special place in your heart. So you you do 2, I'll launch off on my fave. I mean, listen, bro, your fave and my fave on most days are the same one, but I'll let you have it, bro. But, but you're right. Ezio does strike me somewhere deep inside of me. And I would go as far to say is that he is one of the greatest video game protagonists of all time. Come on. This man, bro, they start you off when he's a baby. They make you take his first, like, body movements. You flail your arms. You press a button to cry. Like, they really set you up to fall in love with this character from birth. And then it follows him from when he is 18 years old all the way until his adulthood. Like, later, not later adulthood, but, like, good like maybe to the 40s like they follow this character way longer than a lot of other games do on his quest for revenge right which means it took the concept from the first game about just one side versus another side and they made it personal they put personal stakes they put relatability inside of this character bro so that was a w like upgrade from the first game to the second one having Ezio be its main protagonist played by Roger Craig Smith who he's a goat alone like if you don't know who he is you gotta look him up I I, I mentioned him in our Q&A episode about favorite voice actors now uh, if we move forward from that the world itself feels so much more designed for parkour and combat than the first game and it's beautiful Italy is gorgeous in this game so much so that i'm ready to go and visit all the locations i do in the game now for the third section of this whole love story with me and assassin's creed 2 the music is fantastic jesper kid created a theme song for Ezio and Ezio's family and it has become so iconic that it is now the main theme of the franchise like talk about that that is craziness. W Jesper Kid. But like the the everything about this game is so good, especially in the past sequences and SEO story, that it is easy to forget about the modern day plot of it too. No, it's not. It's not. This is what I'm trying to say, bro. Because in the first game, it wasn't that big of an impression. It it was, but I think what they did with this game was they grounded it right from that moment you mentioned with him being a baby, because you have to remember that modern wise Desmond is growing in the animus through living the life of Ezio. And we are getting a meta depiction of ourselves in Desmond because we're experiencing the game through Desmond, through Ezio. You understand? So like the way that they built that lore fire, the first game does talk about it, but I think they executed and stuck the landing well in, in in two. And that is part of what I loved about two the most because as much as Ezio's story and his origin is insane, we're getting multiple origins, it feels like. 
Um, and I think they're then built on in Brotherhood really well. They definitely do their thing with the modern day story, bro. I'm just saying that because of how good Ezio's storyline is of Assassin's Creed 2, Desmond and that storyline can be forgotten. And it often is. Hey, bro, honestly, I think you saying that is wild because I'm from the camp that like I play for both stories. But hey, to he, to each his own. You feel me? To each his own. All right, bro. I don't know what I said made you think that I'm also not in that camp. But I'm just stating facts, bro. You ask someone, yo, who's your favorite assassin from Assassin's Creed? Maybe one out of every 100 people will tell you Desmond Miles. Or they'll, when I say, oh, tell me about Assassin's Creed 2, I promise you 97% of people are going to talk about Ezio and that's it. I'm just stating that Assassin's Creed 2 and Ezio's journey is overshadowing Desmond's by a million percent most of the time. But let's keep moving forward because Assassin's Creed 2 could take a long time. But either way, it's love. I give the game a 9, right? I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. I mean, it's a strong, there's a strong, there's a reason why I got remade. There's a reason why they, when people think about assassins, who is the assassin from Assassin's Creed? Ezio is the thought, the first one thought of. Um, I give it a nine too, I think. Maybe like 8.5. 8.5, that's, that's a little different, bro. But you know what? Sure. Um, I think, yeah, let's just, let's just move forward, bro. Let, I'm going to let you handle the next game since... On most days, it's my favorite, but I guess it's your favorite every day. Yeah, this is mine across the board. Um, I think that you can think of a couple of different sequels that do a great job because it's so hard. Like it's a third game in the series, but it's a sequel to the trilogy. So I see it more like a sequel than a, than a third game. I mean, yeah, while Assassin's Creed 2 is a sequel of a modern campaign, the, the flashback story isn't necessarily a sequel-ish. Um, I would say this is more of a sequel to Assassin's Creed 2 than Assassin's Creed 2 was to Assassin's Creed 1. Even though it is the third game in the franchise, it is more of a rightful sequel. So very similar to Jedi Survivor, um, Ragnarok, Uncharted 2... Arkham City, I think, again, you're taking the base game. You're not changing much. You're just adding things and fixing what was what could have been better. I think that's exactly what Brotherhood did on a mechanics level. They um, they even added some more. You know, you, you start to have your own group of assassins that you can call out and have them help kill people on missions. And it's just the and they shoot the arrows. <laughs> Love it, bro. So many times, so many times. Um, I also enjoyed that they brought new combat systems into this game. I remember playing with them in the Animus a lot, like uh, throwing knives as a part of your fighting combos, holding the square button down or X, uh, X button down. Um, I liked the combat additions. I liked the characters. I liked the modern day story as well. You're now starting to run around as Desmond. You can run around the town. You can, uh, you know, basically explore and unlock new suits that you can then. I just think they just killed a lot of of the game. They they absolutely did, bro. Um I remember you saying that this game has one of your favorite video game openings of all time. I think it's so good. It's just like the stereotypical to to like the nth degree but then also has some nuance like oh the city's attacked. Uh, defend the city. I'm jumping. I'm running on the walls fighting cash trying to take me. It's lit. We were lit. And it gives reason to why you lose all your shit that you had at the end of the last game too. Exactly. I hate when games do stuff like that without reason. But yeah, I love Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. I love finding Ezio in this new state of life where he's now accepted a new reason to move forward beyond the revenge. He has found his real purpose in this life and he has become the master assassin, not the apprentice or the learner from the last game, but now he is the master. Um, I know that something that this game gets a lot of slack for is the level design. They feel like it's weaker than the last one and maybe it is. There's a smaller condensed map for the climbing aspects of the game and then a large like open field area where you can climb up like some walls and stuff. But um, 
I enjoyed it either way. I thought it felt good. And, you know, I think the music in this game is maybe a little bit lacking compared to the last just because of the way that uh, they reuse stuff. So, you know, but either way, it's all beautiful. It's still my favorite Assassin's Creed game. Love Ezio's journey to get here. I love everything that you said and all of the upgrades that they did. Um, Yeah, I just I I Brotherhood is a special game. It is. And I mean, it might be time for me to go back and replay it. Also, it's it's just special. Um, Any anything else before we move into revelations? Multiplayer was introduced in Brotherhood and I played a lot of that, man. I freaking loved the unique, fresh take on multiplayer. It was so I remember that was at a time when Call of Duty was all anybody wanted to play. Halo was what everyone was playing. I was like, man, are we going to like have a multiplayer game that's like not shooting people? <laughs> like, and then Assassin's Creed Brotherhood came out and I was in there, bro. I, me and the boys used to run custom matches, poison each other. Bro, good times. I didn't play much of the Brotherhood multiplayer, so I'm not going to speak to it much, but I'm sure it was fun. Um, But... Time to move on to Assassin's Creed Revelations. Now, in my my personal feeling, this is the weakest of Ezio's trilogy. Um, the design of the characters, like the art, it just felt weird to me. I didn't like it necessarily. I thought the last two were better. They just made some changes. There were gameplay choices that I was like, ah, that's that's not great. Um yeah, I don't know something about it, but I think it's still very important, and I do love it for many reasons. But those those two things really bothered me in some ways. Um, yeah, you guys ate my soul alive when I mentioned that I like the hook, and I like the hook for what it meant for Ezio as an old man. As at the end here, um, I still stand by that. I still like the conclusion to his journey. Um, but it only is good because of the journey. <laughs> like the journey was just so fire that the end is just like, you know. Uh, but also, since we're going through the episode, talk a little bit about this because I know this is probably important to you. What do you think about how he, it takes it back to seeing Altair and, and going back to where the uh, the creed was birthed? What do you think about them doing that with him? Well, first, your hook. Me and Steven, we was not coming at you for the hook tape. We was coming at you because you said that the Revelations gameplay was an advancement on the Brotherhood gameplay. And we were saying, why? Because they added the freaking hook? Because the hook is all you ever talk about when it comes to this game. If you want to talk about advancement in gameplay, and you think that this is an advancement of gameplay on Brotherhood, talk to me about that tower defense. Okay, yeah, the tower defense was trash. That's the one of the biggest mistakes they made. Just like how they now are mashing the button on ship gameplay, in my opinion. But when I look at when I look at how I liked the addition of throwing knives and other combat nuances with the button buttonholes and brotherhood, I just felt like they did a little bit of that again. I don't think they did anything extraordinary, but they maintained what was good. And then the hook was just like, ah, okay, cool. That's cute. I'm with the shit. You said you said a huge advancement back when we spoke about this months ago. Oh, that's all I'm saying. A hook ain't enough. I'm with Stephen Locke, bro. If you listening, if you listening to this, clog me, man. Clog me. If you could find that and you could find the clip, send that to me, man. Because I don't even know what he's talking about right now. Maybe Stephen will remember. But um, to move forward, like when it comes to Altair, like you asked, I loved seeing him in this game because this is what made me gain a lot of respect for Altair, and it it's what made me actually appreciate his role as the first character a lot more because there was still so much to tell with his story that we never got. And that's a problem with Ubisoft. They don't like giving these characters that deserve their sequels sequels. So um, to see him come back, which it was, it was great. Um, he coming back to take over his home after it was taken over by the enemy and with his family and to see how wise he had gotten from day one where he was doing dumb stuff and he got kicked out of the order to coming back being the grandmaster and taking over and building his library that was dope um and then when we move to Ezio it's like Ezio from day 1 being such a reckless kid also and doing things and living life carefree to the point where he is now where he has a purpose of trying to find information about about everything he's ever wondered about the world 
it was fantastic to see him in this role, especially when we get to the modern day story and his speech at the end of the game when he speaks to Desmond Miles, the person who is 600 years down the line from him. Like he is speaking through time. And it's through this speech, which is magnificent. It's going to be in the YouTube description. He tells Desmond basically like, I am a conduit for you. My entire life's purpose, although was fulfilling for me, even when my story ends, my story will continue to live on through you. And my teachings were, were lessons for not only me, but for you. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay not knowing. I'm okay to settle down, to end this now. I'm done. And that's beautiful. And it's told beautifully through the music of this game also, bro. It Honestly, it was all really done very well. I love that little speech section. It was just really good. And it's part of why I hate these people at Ubisoft, bro. I know, bro, but let's just talk or at least I'm just going to quickly wrap into like the music section, bro, because like I said, the music in this game is wonderful. And the reason why it is wonderful is because it clearly paints the picture that this is the end of the journey. Like there are songs that can specifically do that for you. and, And this game opens and ends with music that makes you feel like this is the end of the road. And so I got to give it its credit there. Um Overall, yeah, this is a weaker game for me, man. But like SEO is what's dragging it to the finish line because the the tower defense, the, the animation, the modern day play style, the the yeah, it's just not appealing to me. Um, but it's only lucky that it's as SEO's end of the road. Um but speaking of end of the roads, bro, let's let's just jump right into uh Assassin's Creed 3, bro, because I remember when 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 you were playing it for the first time, I remember we came over. I don't remember what the occasion was, but I came into your room as you had just beaten the game. The credits literally just started rolling as I walked in and you looked at me and you said, that shit was trash, bro. Bro, can't stand this damn game, bro. One, Connor, I didn't have any attachment to Connor as an assassin. Bro, I had no attachment to him and playing as Haytham in the beginning and then having the twist to realize I wasn't playing as an assassin. I was playing as a Templar the whole time. They hooked me. They hooked me. They knew that was going to be a hook. I said, wow, that's great. Right. So I'm invested. I'm also invested off of what you just said. The modern story ended in such a tender spot. I was like, yeah. And listen. I was willing to tolerate some of the BS of playing Connor's story just to get to the small segments where I'm playing as Desmond on top of an MMA fight onto the next mission or in New York City. Like that was sick. I was like, yeah, this is what they should be building toward a modern day Assassin's Creed. That makes mad sense. Let's run it. That's what he's been training for. He's been in the Animus since the first game, learning this. They've been teasing him. Then he took it and he weaponized it for himself to become a force. All of this buildup, bro. Ezio talking to him through the shit, bro. To die at the end of the game. And the death, bro, there's no level of justification anyone could ever tell me that would make me feel like they made the correct decision with killing Desmond off at the end of Assassin's Creed 3. There was no reason. Oh, well, the whole time what we were trying to point to you is that the world's going to end. And if you put your hand on this magic ball, it'll stop everything because you're that guy. So you're telling me I'm training to run on top of rooftops, stab folks, kill people, use eagle vision, and you just want my hand to touch a ball? That's all I was being equipped for the entire time? Lazy ending, bro. Somebody folded. Someone somewhere wrote themselves into a wall, didn't know how to extend. And from this point forward, bro, my relationship with Assassin's Creed, I was disillusioned. I'm going to be absolutely honest with you. Now, if we're going to talk about the mechanics, the game, I love the combat of the game and all that extra stuff. But I just want you to know, story-wise, devastated, bro. Devastated. Nah, I get you 100%, bro. I, I just, it's so rough, right? Because the game shit itself in the end with Desmond. Um, and I honestly feel like someone at Ubisoft wanted to tie up Assassin's Creed while somebody else was like, nah, we can't. And that's what we got. We got a story that concluded, but also kind of kept going. So I could understand that idea of like saltiness. But um, for like the past story and all that, like 
Connor to me as a main protagonist is not great. I don't like him at all. Uh, the concept of Connor is cool, but the execution of it, I think, was terrible. I would have rather played as Haytham, who has been the greatest Assassin's Creed villain yet, because he managed to make you think differently than what the previous games had taught you to think, right? Um, but Connor, to me, I just he he was whack, and I I I've tried to understand it because there are people out there who would say that that's that that he is their favorite assassin. I think Abe says that all the time. Um, I don't know. Hey, listen, man. I, 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 cheer, I cheer for you, Abe. God bless your heart. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I think that I've tried my best and it hasn't worked out. And, you know, maybe it has to do with because he looks cool or maybe because of the mechanics that were in the game and his fighting style because this is the first updated Assassin's Creed, if you really think about it. Now that's what we need to talk about, bro. Let's talk about the mechanics because that's part of that's part of why I think a lot of people like him. I don't know if I cared much while I was playing as Connor. Running through the trees was fun, but I think my heart had attached so much to Ezio style that when I got my hands on Connor, did I realize how like crazy it was? Yes, but it didn't feel good to me. And I can't say that I'm cooked on Ezio because I was able to move forward into other f- games in this franchise very easily. So I think somewhere in the middle, maybe I need to play Assassin's Creed 3 again. They dropped it along with um, with Rogue. Um, I think I have it for free because I bought something. So I think I need to play it for sure. But I do remember, very distinctly remember, moving with the double tomahawks and going crazy and really enjoying the way that they added. Um, I think that it was taking this the whole square mechanic and like extending it so like you could do certain types of combos that that only are initiated if you press those button instead of it being like an automatic finisher. And I, and I remember like that aspect in particular got me excited for every moment where I had eight dudes coming at me at the same time. Um, I, just, I just know he, he's definitely a fierce, he's a fierce assassin, one of the fiercest we play as. My problem is if you've ever had a game where about halfway through you realize that you just want to get through it. Yep, I feel that, bro. Anything that's not Haytham Kenway, I'm like, whatever, dude. Yeah. His Haytham is the gold for that game for me. Whenever he's on screen, I love it. I love the themes he was trying to put onto Connor. Like, I'm a Templar, but here I am talking about this. Look at George Washington. Look what he's doing to you. He's the one who burnt that down. He's the one who's doing this. You yeah. see me as your villain, son. Here's here's the here's who's your bad guy. And then they kill Haytham, and then the real final villain is Charles Lee. Man, fuck Charles Lee. I just don't know why they decided to do that, bro. And and <sighs> I don't know, man. I we I still can't get over the modern story, bro. It really got me hot. And you want to know what also got me sick, bro? They did a lot with the lore too. Do you remember this time where there was a, like a, a Easter egg hidden? I think in Revelations or maybe in one of the trailers four three that had. Um, longitude and latitude coordinates that led to a hole in upstate New York, which wasn't far from where I was currently living. I remember that that got me gassed too. I'm like, oh, oh, this is insane. There's like a hole up in it. And, and then, you know, other games have done stuff like this, Fortnite, bringing pieces from the real world, X, Y, and Z. But I remember them putting that out. And then in the game, they drive to Northern New York, upstate New York. I'm like, yo, that's was in my like area, like me and Rockland, like, I think another aspect of this game for me is that the American Revolution is one of my favorite time periods in history. And I think they just completely bombed that shit. You know, they did the Italian Renaissance beautifully. They did the Constantinople War and all of that. They did that well. So to get here and just let this be that, damn. Yeah, not to mention, I mean, it was so bad that it helped me do better in school. Because I remember this came out in 10th grade when I was having U.S. history uh, as one of my classes. And it was like so. It was so bad that it helped me remember what was right. <laughs> when the game, and I remember. And what's funny is, I'm pretty sure the year prior, um, there was like I think it's Assassin's Creed two, or maybe it was Brotherhood. But I was learning about the Renaissance. So that's the other thing about assassins because they're tied to real stories. They actually make real impact, especially on if you're connected to the history of it all. And I think it was cool how they did that too. Especially those older games where. 
it wasn't just franchise created characters. It was Leonardo da Vinci making you weapons, giving you the first tank, giving you his proto helicopter, George Washington being the leader of the army and you working hand in hand with him. Um, funny that you bring up school, right? Cause I remember in, in my first year of college, you know, you and I would be would head to, to school and we went to the same college and we were there late. I had philosophy from six to nine o'clock at night. And I'm talking like this philosophy professor was an old dude, bro. He says, I'll give anyone a hundred percent if they could tell me the real name of the Pope during these years, during the age of whatever. And it was the Borgias, Rodrigo Borgia. And so I said it, I said the whole thing. I got that A, bro. A, Immediate A on the test, bro. I love that, bro. See, assassin. He ain't, bro. he ain't think nobody knew that. And I'm like, which again, fuck the Borzas, bro. So real life practicality, you know what I mean? Real life impact. So why they making bullshits these days? Anyways, let's keep the conversation going. Yo, you uh you uh you, you right, bro. You are a super hater, bro. Like I'm angry at them, bro. <laughs> It's not that I'm a hater. I'm, a, I'm an angry fan. Some would say the angry fans is what brought Assassin's Creed to where it's at today. But I know that you said that we're going to get to that conversation. So we're going to move to Assassin's Creed Black Flag. The first time the franchise decided to, in its historical setting, go backwards. Bro, this is my second. If, if, I, if I had to replace Brotherhood with the game, if there was a runner-up, AC4, Black Flag... I really feel like, bro, um, they they really did a good job on almost every single aspect that they brought in. It's very hard for me to find something to nitpick about because um, even if it was an annoying mechanic, it, it was it was so lured up and it was so fitting for the world that I I did it. Like hunting for sharks, I remember the fear of hunting for sharks with spears, bro. Damn, you, you was messing with the sharks in Assassin's in Black Flag, bro? You was messing with them sharks? I know, I know. I know in the past I've said that I can't, but in this game, it was another point where I had to conquer the fear, bro. And all the best skins were only possible if I had the skins of these sharks. And that's the other thing. Like, they added mechanics to the game that made sense to be a part of the pirate lifestyle. The mechanic of pulling up on another ship and taking over that ship and swinging on the rope, you do it over and over and over and over again. And they give you the option to skip certain things because they know it could be redundant. But me, I was doing it every single time, bro. I'm going to take the ship this way this time. I'm going to go straight over the plank. I'm going to like, I'm not even going to come after them. I'm just going to shoot them down. Every every chip I see, I'm going to shoot down. Fire, bro. They had the atmosphere of that pirate vibe so down, bro. Yeah. I think music number one, Sea Shanties. I know a lot of them from that game, bro. I was on that ship feeling them. Narrative and character-wise, fantastic cast. My boy Matt Ryan as Edward Kenway. He might be my favorite actor and acting role in the franchise. Maybe. Because mm. he he handled Edward Kenway fantastically. I love Matt Ryan, you know, John Constantine and everything. Um, I also love that they entered they entered a new they're so good at pieces narrative and story-wise of like lore, but they're not good at landing the lore. Like the sage concept in this game with the eye color and how it comes back in unity, they they did something there, but the issue is they just don't know how to stick the damn landing, bro. Yeah, I think they really should have just, in terms of franchise as a whole, just done be basic, good group versus bad group across centuries of war. I would have taken it. I didn't need Isu, re reincarnation, all of that. I didn't need any of that. Spoken like an Odyssey and Valhalla fan, my man. You're bugging out right now. You sound like a <laughs> jackass because you you don't even know what those games are about. You sound idiotic. Uh, some people would say that this game fails to be an Assassin's Creed title, though. I think that this game integrates Assassin aspects very well, but it's no doubt a pirate game. It is a pirate game first. And so... If someone were to tell me that this wasn't in their top of the top Assassin's Creed games because it was more focused on the pirate, I wouldn't hold that against them. Not at all, man. Understandable. Um, 
I think that they just realized they could be good at these mechanics too. They're, they're good at creating these systems. And we saw the ship, the ships move in Assassin's Creed 3. That's when they got the first feel for it. And then they just said, oh, you know what? We're going to take it all the way. I mean, Ubisoft has a whole ship game that's supposed to come out, right? Skull and Bones. And, and a freaking remake of this game, which is dumb as hell in my opinion. Yeah, they need to take that energy. To I, th- I think they're really, they're just trying to, use the assets and make money and profit off of their skull and bones assets. Jeez Louise. Nine out of 10. Yep. 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 That's a good, that's a good score. Oh, hunting. Hunting was crazy in this game. It was, it was a wild one. So up next we have Assassin's Creed rogue as the last Assassin's Creed on the generation that all of these games are really dropping on. Now black flag was released on the next gen system when it came out. But it wasn't necessarily a next-gen Assassin's Creed title. And so when they made Rogue, they were like, we just want to gift this to the last generation, which is why it feels a lot like Black Flag. But I think there are some great things here that Black Flag doesn't have. There are some small improvements or interesting concepts that they do because of the story that they're telling. I agree. It, it, it following a Templar, number one being your ship can get jumped and your ship can get invaded and now you're not the attacker, you're the defender. Or you can be walking out in the wild and an assassin will try and assassinate you because you're the Templar. Right. Those aspects I think are fantastic. It's mad fun. It's mad smart. It was a very smart take. I love how narrative-wise, because I don't know if we're going to spend too much time on this one, how they end this game with the start of Unity and they and they tie... They tie um, the lore of these assassins uh, contracts and then the Templars coming after them and then Arno tying together to the road. I just felt like they tied that well um, and it brought more of a reason to keep buying into the assassins versus Templar uh, war. Yeah. And it proved to me what I had known all along about a character from Assassin's Creed 3. Achilles is a bitch. Facts. That's how I feel about him. Shay was dope. I love the acting in the game from the actor of Shay. He's really cool. Me too. Yeah, um, he was unique. Overall, I gave this game an eight. I think it's just good narrative, good music, good atmosphere, good cinematography, good acting, good gameplay. Nothing that we have not really seen before, but valid and different. Yeah. Moving into Unity, the way this game does, bro. Hot take time or cold take time. I don't know anymore any because so many different fans and so many different people. Who knows what anyone likes? This is where the gameplay of Assassin's Creed peaked. Peaked. It went crazy stupid. The addition to the not just the climb, but the dismount. And the climbing down in a form of parkour, the dropping from 10 feet to land on a pole to then swing on that. They just, they killed it. The 360 spin on the way down using the momentum to break your fall. They killed it. They brought the, 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 the artists that they brought or the, um, the parkour athletes that they brought with mocap to get this down. They did a great job. Parkour peak combat wise. I think this is the best also, you know, for lack of a better term, Assassin's Creed up until this point was simple where you go into a fight and there can be eight people around you, but only one of them is going to attack you at a time. And all you really needed to do if you wanted to was click the counter button and the person would be dead. You hold L2 and you press counter and they die instantly. And then the next person would come at you. And you have to do it like that. But it was slow. It was very like you knew that if you only had your hidden blade, you could take out the 20 people that were in your room. If you just wait for them to attack you, there was real no incentive for you to go lunging at an enemy. Right. But in this game, three enemies will swing at you at once. You can't just simply counter. No, you need to parry at the right time. And the parry didn't mean attack. Parry just meant parry their weapon off then you needed to decide if you wanted to swing into that attack. Or you had a bullet, you would shoot that bullet, or you could smoke bomb, you could phantom blade, you could have someone fighting for you. All of that just made it so fun. You could have different layers where you could jump to a different level and then jump back down, smoke. It was just, it was so complex. The parrying system is what did it for me. 
it made it a challenge, especially when you have different weapons that meant something. Because in Assassin's Creed, all, all their games, they didn't mean anything. You could go in a room with a hidden blade or a sword or a knife and do all the same thing. But in this game, you go in with a sword, you're faster. So your parrying looks different than if you're parrying with an axe. You really need to be careful. Like we talked about in Survivor with the different stances, the different weapons here advance the combat for me. I agree. They did a good job at that. And then when you think about co-op and the fact that you're doing this combat, not just in single player, but also in multiplayer with co-op um, up to four people, it creates some dynamic moments. I remember fighting a crowd of 10 to 15 guys and my boys just, I got this guy. And I'm watching them and then I'm, I'm, they're throwing a smoke bomb. I'm running up. I'm stabbing that guy in the back for them. They're taking my guy giving go. Like, it's cool. They definitely layered it just like they layered the parkour. They layered the systems overall. So when you say that you think this is it, it peaking, I agree mechanics wise. Yeah, man. This is where like, this is the co-op I want in Assassin's Creed. I want to do missions with my friends. Like, I want to be able to go to one section of the building. He goes to another. He clears them out. Or if he makes a mess and everyone in the building got to go run his way, I could run mine mad smooth. I could do whatever I need to do. It was fun. Yeah, I haven't felt that in a minute too. Since like I haven't felt that since like Splinter Cell. On a narrative perspective, Arno had the most potential to be a very like an Ezio type character in my opinion. He started off very interesting and then when Elise gets involved in everything, he's kind of like, all right, Arno, whatever, dude. Like, okay. If they would have just given him a second game and that's how I feel about Edward, if they would have just given him a second game and that's how I feel about Connor and Altair, they would have just given them a second game and these aren't the last characters I'll feel this way about either. Like, in the DLC to this game, Arno is at a point where I'm like, ooh, ooh, if we could get into this guy, ooh, so I give this game an eight. I think it's very interesting. I think the setting is something special. Um, it was really fun. They crafted their world to be a parkourable world. So, yeah, that's how I feel about Unity. I love this game. I, I and it, honestly, yeah, I just love this. I game. still have it on my PlayStation Five right now. In fact, I ran it a couple months ago just to see. Um, but in terms of performance, that game was so bad. That's the issue too that they had against them. It's like they got so they got so like oh let's go ahead and let's take it let's do it let's be advantageous, but then it was like they didn't have the performance to back up a lot of what they were doing. I think God loves me because all these conversations about performance. I remember playing this when it came out. I didn't have performance issues when I played this. I had so many, bro. I was seeing people's faces flipped inside out, people jumping through walls, falling through the map. A lot of performance issues. You know, I had the occasional glitch where like. A character would look dumb in a cutscene, but it was so far in between moments that I feel like I just had a valid experience similar to Survivor. I'm, I'm lit, bro. You know, and people still drag the performance of what this game launched with to be like, nah, that game is ass. It's like, can you chill? Anybody who knows what's up with Assassin's Creed knows the parkour in this game. Just the parkour alone. Is worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Which is why this game Syndicate makes me so upset. You know, when we look at Syndicate, we think about that them trying to diversify, bring us into more of like a, um, a uh, it's like a steampunky time um, with industrial revolution, warring factions. Uh, and here you are playing not as just one assassin, but two. You have two uh, twin fraternal twins, um, the Fry twins. Um, you got Jacob, who's much more of a brawler, not as much of an assassin type of guy. He instead is someone who wants to get busy in the streets, really swing with the gangs. His combat's brutal, very boxing type of vibe. And then you have Evie and Evie is more of an assassin. She's got the hood. She's got the look. She's got the vibe. Um, I like that they tried it because I'm down for trying things, but what I really had an issue with because the story was, uh, it was I, it was whatever for me. It wasn't like, it didn't, it didn't, again, mechanics went up in terms of unity, but then the grip on the story after Black Flag, it, I haven't been in love with this since then, to be honest. So then when this game comes, it's not enough to pull me in. I think because 
they ditched the whole heart of assassins with the parkour all the development from unity they kept the base of it but then they gave you reasons to not have to parkour they they, they a grappling hook <laughs> like but you know what's crazy about the grappling hook bro it made sense it's the industrial revolution and i know a lot of people say that they're like oh well the tool makes sense look at where they are look at their age they're in you want to be in the modern game and just be running around and, ah, ah i'm hearing you I just think there was a better way to do it and it was a better time to introduce it. I feel like they introduced it very early in the game, very, very early. It changes everything, bro. Bro, the distance between buildings left no room to do any real parkour. They, like, when I say that, I mean, like, there's an element in the game that allows you to ride a horse and a carriage through the streets. Think about how big a street is for you to have to do that. And then the buildings were so huge that you had to use the zip line. Once I got that zip line, I felt like I had to use it. Not that it was an extra tool in my arsenal if I wanted to. No, it was a necessary tool. And for me, that's a problem. I agree, man. So now here we are. This is when me and Isaiah are really going to go back and forth. This is what I'll say. I remember when Syndicate came out, people complained that the franchise was stale, that Ubisoft no longer was willing to try anything new to, to shake up their franchise. And so for the first time in many, many, many years, Ubisoft announced they were going to take a year-long break and really try to cook up something new, inventive, like fresh. And that's when Assassin's Creed Origins was announced. And so we're going to go there first. The first RPG Assassin's Creed game. When I said that Brotherhood on most days is my favorite Assassin's Creed... On those days where it's not Brotherhood, it's Origins. Because even though it's an RPG, the spirit of what Assassin's Creed is feels alive here. And even in the areas where it doesn't, I feel like it's more forgiven because the narrative is creating what Assassin canon will become. And so when I'm climbing on the rooftops, climbing from the bottom of the street to the top, I feel like an Assassin. When I have to jump and assassinate an enemy, and it goes sing, and I I feel like an assassin still. Bayek feels like an assassin, a proto assassin, but assassin nonetheless. And on a narrative level, he is fantastic. The acting, if it's not Matt Ryan or Roger Craig Smith, it's it's this guy. Like Bayek is a character, and his story is great. Um, some argue he shouldn't even be the main character of this game. But I love them. I love the way they created the brotherhood, uh, the symbolism of the logo that this game tells you why it's this logo, just all of it. And I love this game. So I'm going to let Isaiah speak on, on his problems with this game. And I don't know if he has as many problems with this game as he, as he does the next two games. I feel like his heart might have opened up a bit to Origins over the last few years. But we're going to see. We're going to see. Yeah, you know, my thing was... Uh syndicate came out i played it a little wasn't in love with it i don't think i even saw it all the way through i'll be honest which was the first because unity was i i was playing all of them all the way through shit, shit was a 6.5 6.5 yeah it was all right cool just making sure we know that um but then a couple months later game of the year one of the games of the decade witcher 3 comes out my favorite a lot of mechanics in that game that are new to me I don't play a lot of RPGs like that, you know? I, I, I just don't get in this game learning about mechanics, combat systems, uh, uh, certain magic going to certain enemies, a lot of these different uh, quest boards, cities, traveling, all these different concepts going to different areas. I love that. So then when Origin comes out, and I'm looking for what was and what is, I think that's what stopped me from being able to jump in fully. Because what it felt like, and I remember telling you this, was the same way you say that like lightsaber fighting in Clone Wars is very floaty. The combat in this game felt very arcadey. It didn't feel very grounded and gritty and grippy and, and the things that made Assassin's Creed fun to me, especially on the stealth side of things, because there was just, there is stealth, it's just, it's not exclusively stealth and you don't have to exclusively play the game in stealth and i feel like again 
very far from where we were when we were playing as Ezio or even as Connor or even as as Kenway sometimes when you put the hood on for certain missions and you had to do it. You had to get the guy cr- crawl through the, the fields. And, you know, so I just think all in all, that change was jarring for me. But then when I sunk into the mechanics of Origins, I was like, I've tasted these better elsewhere. That's That was my big issue. And that is why my heart broke. Uh, we didn't talk anything about modern gameplay when it came to Black Flag or when it came to Unity because at that point we've lost Desmond. It's all trash. I couldn't tell you the modern story in the, in Origins. Couldn't even tell you, my bro. Couldn't even tell you. I'll, t- I'll tell you what it is right now, man. First off, you've seen this Assassin's Creed movie. With Fassbender here. Yeah, it was dog shit. Um, Terrible. The woman who creates that animus that is used in that movie is the new modern day protagonist. She's in this game doing modern day shit. She's exploring the the ruins of Egypt and everything, finding out all of these details about the origins of the Brotherhood and the Templars and everything. And essentially, William Miles comes to her. Like William is in this game, and he's like, "You want to help us out? Because now you're seeing that you've been on the wrong side." You've been fighting for the wrong team. And she's like, all right, I'll deal with that. So that game is kind of just like, it explores a new character in her. And at the end, it's revealed like, all right, well, now she has inside information about Templar knowledge because she worked for um, Abstergo Entertainment. And now William Myers is like, hey, come on board. So that's what the modern day in this game is. It's very in, It's very limited, but not as limited as like unity and black flag type which was interesting because it really felt like all right they're trying to boot up that that modern day stuff again so i was in it for this game specifically um i hear you on the floaty gameplay of the like when it comes to combat like hand to hand it's very like bayek will lunge himself right like in my ranking rubric that i have in front of me gameplay is the lowest category i have it at an eight but everything else is nine and ten characters, music, narrative, cinematography, acting like they put their heart and soul into this. I really did think that they made something special with this game, something different with this game, with it still feeling like Assassin's Creed. I think the story is what holds it together. Once they navigate away from this story and we get into the next game, I think there's even further of a deviation. I'm just saying, bro. Yeah. You know what's funny? And I'm going to say this for everyone. I think Isaiah thinks that I want to die on a hill for these games because he never actually engages me in conversation about Odyssey or Valhalla. He just thinks because I played them that I love it. So I'm about to shock his pants off in this episode. He's going to be like, what? Whoa. I know you. No, 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 no. What happens here, listeners, is that we war about the concept of Assassin's Creed because I feel burned by Assassin's Creed. And I feel that as a result of me being burned, him standing by it seems like ultra loyalty. And that's where we have a point of contention because it's like, what is there to stay loyal to? You know what I mean? Like they're not even loyal to us. You know what I mean? They're literally releasing Mirage because they're going to return back to loyalty to us. But what? But there is no loyalty I just like playing my game that takes place in a different era than mine. That's literally why I return to this franchise. Word. So that's the tension point because he he's just happy to play the game with the history and the and to jump into a new world. I respect that, bro. Any game, I respect that. I'm just saying that like this game that is obviously a staple helped me pass my tenth uh, grade American Revolution tests and quizzes. Dave, Dave, they I'm butter. I'm butter. I'm big butter. And they hurt my feelings and they hurt other people's feelings. And now they're going to make up for it by saying, we've heard you. We've heard what the fans are saying. We heard it. And and that's where I come in to say they heard what the fans said after Syndicate tried to make a change. Some fans were happy. They gained new fans. Other fans are like, nah, this ain't it. And now with Mirage, they're trying to balance multiple fan bases, which we can get to at the end of our real Mirage, you know, future talk. Um, well, I think Odyssey and Valhalla are the exact same game. Don't know about you, but they're really not too different outside of the skins of certain actions based on where the game sets off on. I think that they're much more tied together than Origins is tied to either camp. I think Origins is a great bridge game. Origins is the fantastic bridge game. That's why I said it's the it's the Assassin's Creed RPG game, 
where these games are not. So let's run into these two creeds. <laughs> Odyssey is my least favorite Assassin's Creed game. I think this game fails to be an Assassin's Creed game from every aspect because they decided to have this narrative take place before the formation of the Brotherhood. Imagine how you release a game called Assassin's Creed Origins and then immediately drop a game that takes place before Origins. Right. It was different, bro. Music in this was not it. Narrative was meh. Because they decided to do this new thing where you can choose the dialogue and you can make your own story. Keep that shit away. Keep that away. It's not needed for this. Yeah, it's just whatever. Characters. Cassandra was all right. She was okay. She was cool. I know people love her. I just, I was like, she's better than Alexios if I were to pick him as a main character. Because the actress is actually pretty cool with, with. With her, he does good as the villain role in the canon story because she's the canon character. I'm a fan of canon, so I try to pick as canon as I can be. Like, I looked up because I took it took me about a few weeks to get into Odyssey. I looked up the playthrough for the canon choices of this game so that I can get the canon ending. I never had a my story for this game. I had a canon story. Gameplay was meh because the stealth was just... Meh. The be- the best thing about this game was the the, the 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 landscapes. They were beautiful. They were nice to look at because of the engine. Because it's a newer game. Like it's not like they were beautiful because they did something innovative. Like at the end of the day, they were beautiful because of what they had to work with. And I'm that's cool. Exactly. And the recreations of architecture that they were were doing. You know what I mean? Like, but it's not an Assassin's Creed game. It's not an Assassin's Creed game. Now, if you want to rank this game as terms of like what it is as a just game game, I would put it above some other Assassin's Creed games. Oh my God, you're different, bro. How am this I different, is, bro? Tell me. I want to hear what games you put it over. Assassin's Creed 1. Oh, wow. You're saying you would rather... Oh, but if Assassin's Creed 1 were to get a remaster, you'd probably put that back over it again. Okay. Probably. That's a preference thing. What I'm saying is if it were just a video game, not an Assassin's Creed, it's just as a video game, this is a very enjoyable game. Okay, so that's where we're finding our point of contention. I don't care if it's a good video game because we got tons of those that are great video games. That's part of why I get extra upset about the uh, Assassin's Creed thing because it's like if it's Assassin's, then knock it out the park. If you're going to make your stamp on this type of game, then make your stamp and don't make it a um, smorgasbord of everything that's already out out there make it something unique to a degree where it's like man this is kind of genre genre pushing i feel like assassins has always had its own lane always touched third person then when it started touching certain rpg elements in their own right other games started copying them and what they were doing i'm like yeah that's that's true i'm just saying as a video game if you with from that perspective i've heard people who've never played assassins creed come in and say that this is a good game and I'll give it to them as an Assassin's Creed fan, bottom of the barrel, six for me. I agree with you big time. That's how I feel about it. And I feel the exact same way about Valhalla with one exception. Valhalla fixed the things that Odyssey needed fixed. And I think that the combat actually feels a little bit more tight. I think that the story is still mid-packed to me. It's still it's the same shit, bro. I don't think it's the same shit. I'm going to say my score now. I give this a 7-ish, 7.5-ish. Because I think they fixed narratively. There are some things where it's like, okay, I feel an assassin narrative woven here somewhere. Hmm. Especially with like Basim coming in and kind of starting to train your character to be an assassin. I'm like, okay. That was cool. there There are hidden one things woven in here. Acting. I thought the acting was great in this game. Gameplay-wise, there's fixes from Valhalla where the stealth is not Origins level, but it's not Odyssey level. There's somewhere in there. The social stealth kind of made a return, but not necessarily to the levels that it once was. But it was enough to say, like, this is an improvement. So I just think that there are things here that put it above Odyssey. I don't think they are the same games. But are they bottom-of-the-barrel Assassin Creed games for me at the same time? Absolutely. Like, that's just how it is. You know? Yeah, man. I mean, they tried to cater to whatever changes they felt they needed to. I, I wish that somebody in that office realized that what had always kept us wasn't just the mechanics of these games. It was the stories. And once they got the mechanics right with Unity, 
I was just waiting for them to get the story down again, to give us a character not like Ezio Auditori, but somebody who I can watch grow. Like you said, why didn't we get more sequels from some of these characters? Why didn't we get time to grow with these characters or to let these characters grow on us? We didn't even rock, I didn't even rock with Desmond that crazy in the first game. You know, it wasn't until the second game, third game that I'm like, oh, I'm invested. And then they crapped on me. But the point is you can get me to be invested with this story. You're, you're great at that. Why did they, I don't know why they folded on that part. I don't know if it was a loss of team members or what, but at the end of the day, it made me, it made me upset. But it is also the same reason why I'm excited for a lot of the new things that Ubisoft is behind story-wise because they can do some cool stories sometimes. Yeah, I mean, for starters, we know that there are two to three companies within Ubisoft that work on these Assassin's Creed games. Odyssey was from the Syndicate developers, I believe, while Origins and Valhalla were from the Black Flag developers, I believe. So, you know, there's these companies where it's like, by the time Origins comes out, all of the complaints of Origins, it's too late. Odyssey ain't doing anything with them. That could be a problem. That that might be a problem, you know? So, you know, with this modern story, right, of these new games, they doing things that it's it's weird. Odyssey's modern day was different because it was just more learning and turns out that the main character of the past, Cassandra, is immortal because of an Isu staff. There's a lot of Isu talk in these games. The Isu are making a very prominent return to the franchise. So much so that in, in Valhalla, the main character decides to dive into like this huge, like we'll call it the internet, Isu internet, right? And the new modern day main character is Loki, Basim, who is the character of Mirage. But she's in the internet now, and she meets someone. It's He's just a yellow shadow. And he's looking at a tree of, like, all the paths of the universe and everything like that. And he's like, do you want to help me explore? And she's like, yeah, sure, I'll help you explore. Let's find out what the truth of life is and everything like that. If you listen closely to the this, this shadow person, this man looking through life, it's Nolan North. Stop. You think they're bringing back Desmond? I can't say whether or not they're bringing back Desmond, um, but all I know is this shadow man is Nolan North. He's voiced by Nolan North, and his name in the game is The Reader, but it's just, it's it's Desmond. It's clearly Desmond, so I don't know if they're bringing Desmond back, bro. But I know that maybe his soul, maybe his soul is trapped in there as a result of him putting his hand on the ball. Maybe, maybe you'll have your, your, your hero back, bro. Maybe you'll have your hero back. We don't know. Hey, bro, it would have been a long boomerang ass journey to get back to the roots of the game in a city where it's designed for the parkour brought back to the, the original you're going to have one type of weapon. You're going to go, you know what I mean? Like they're really getting back to that Assassin's Creed one and two type vibe. And um, that's why I'm excited for Mirage. I want to return to the roots. You're getting me more pumped with the more modern story. Let's talk about Mirage, bro. Let's talk about Mirage. Then uh, we've seen the trailers. It's out now. Like we on uh, y'all listeners. We going to be listening to this, but bro, I'm playing it. Why this shit is live bro y'all listening to the episode i'm playing who's real winning i don't know keep listening though uh when it comes to mirage i'm excited to see what they do with gameplay because i feel like they based on the trailers that we've seen it's not necessarily a return to the classics it's a modern adaptation of what the classics were but i can still see the newer games in it and i don't know if that worries me or not because we know that They've committed themselves to doing both now to please both sides of the fan base because we know Assassin's Creed Japan, Assassin's Creed Red will be an RPG game. They've marketed that as a Origins Odyssey Valhalla RPG title. This was their game that they said, this is the classic. We're going back to form. We're doing that. So here I'm looking to see what resonates with me in terms of what once was because screenshots i'm seeing scream rpg to me but the world the world looks like it's built for assassin's creed the combat looks like it's built for assassin's creed i just hope the narrative is there also ah uh, man i i mean i watched the latest video they dropped um just talking about the character of basim and how he has been tortured by visions and and darkness with no answers 
uh, his entire life. I'm excited to see how they dive into that. I want to see this character grow, even though I know we probably won't see him again. The reality is we already know where he gets to. So it's like, is it worth it to stick around or is this just a bridge back into this type of game? And if so, then that's fine. I mean, you've gotten us used to you not giving us no damn sequels. So I'll be all right. But at the end of the day, there's really a a lot of opportunity here. Um, And it's a game I'm very much looking forward to this year. It's in my it's in my like list of five games that I think can take my favorite. Yeah, I mean. With Basim, knowing him is a fear of mine, but at the same time, if it gives clarity to what the hell they're doing with all these Norse gods now, and how if it if it really shows me the tortured soul of who Basim is and who these characters are, I'm here for it. I'm I'm really here for it. Heck yeah, man. Nonetheless, man, Assassin's Creed, bro is just one of the most important series in gaming, in my opinion. I think you got to stop playing with the, the they, they're playing with themselves. So let them play with themselves. Let's not play with them. They're, they're, they're one of the more established series. They have a long running, you know, and, and I got a lot of respect for Ubisoft. Assassin's Creed is a major part of my gaming journey as well. So whatever they do next, I'm going to jump into. If they had done another Creed, I would have tried it. I'm not saying I would have loved it. I would have had my eye on it, though, for sure. Um, but I think Mirage has the possibility to top a couple games in the lineup. I mean, that's a given. That's a given. Four, at least, from what I've seen already. It can top four of them. Well, we are here at the end of the episode. And like we said earlier, Mirage is out now. We're playing it. So what are you doing? Are you picking it up? It's a couple dollars less than a full game. It's not a full release. Um, and yet we're still saying it might knock out some full-blown RPG-ass games that came from this series. Um, really hoping and praying that they get back on track and they do something that is back to genre-defining, name-defining. Um, we'll be there. Will you is the question. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to another episode of Two Dudes Ranting uh, about a video game. Uh, but that's what you're going to find every time you tap into an episode of Cuzzle Wop. It's two cousins, one podcast, endless entertainment.